When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're still here. The Golden Girls have arrived. And we hope today's show is your jam. Welcome to That's My Jam! I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, November 29th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Disney continues to dominate the box office, even if grosses from this Thanksgiving weekend show the Cineplex is still very much in recovery. Encanto, the studio's fantastical Columbia set fable featuring original music from Lin-Manuel Miranda, debuted at the top of the pack, hauling in $40.3 million over five days. Showing more promise, though, is House of Gucci, which had the best opening for a drama of the past two years. The United Artists releasing MGM film starring Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Al Pacino, and Jared Leto brought in $28.1 million over the holiday weekend. Still, it came in third place behind Ghostbusters Afterlife, which brought in almost $30 million. Disney and Marvel's Eternals came in fourth place with $9.5 million, taking its total domestic haul to more than $150 million. Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City rounds out the top five, making $6.3 million in its debut weekend. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Sarah Bareilles, Laura Benanti, Josh Groban, and Brian Stokes Mitchell were among the many Broadway performers who honored legendary theater composer and lyricist Stephen Sondheim over the weekend, gathering on the iconic red steps of Duffy Square to perform Sunday from Sondheim's 1984 Pulitzer Prize-winning musical Sunday in the Park with George. Sondheim, whose many credits include West Side Story, Gypsy, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, Company, Follies, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, and Into the Woods, died Friday. He was 91. You can check out the many tributes and take a deep dive into his contributions to art and pop culture at EW.com, which is where you can find other news, reviews, interviews, and much more. Today's number three pick is a drag, but in a good way. It's the season finale of We're Here. As season two wraps up this week, Bob, Eureka, and Shangela head to Grand Junction, Colorado, where they'll try to help three members of the city's trans community share their most authentic selves. Those include Taylor, who is tired of limiting himself for others, Angie, who has shied away from her hometown since transitioning, and Dustin, who is more than ready to dispel misconceptions about people with disabilities. Here's a preview. We're in Grand Junction, Colorado. It's really beautiful, but it feels a little back in time. Being a trans person, there's a lot of misconceptions. We are discriminated against a lot. There is that part of me that's always looking over my shoulder. A lot of people don't understand it. You fear what you don't know, but open up your mind. Whoa! 
if you get to see someone out there being strong and powerful, it's gonna make you feel like you can be strong and powerful too. As usual, the queens will empower these folks to embrace their true selves and hopefully spread some acceptance in the community. Here's Shangela on how the show and the work it does can be seen as a form of activism. We all have the potential to be activists in our daily lives. There's one thing that's kind of the group super visible part of activism where we're out there and we're marching and we are trying to change laws and, and making a, a visible effort. But there's also all of us in our day-to-day -day lives that have the opportunity to create change, to support change, to initiate change, just mm -hmm. by our conversations. And sometimes just by the way we live our life. I think that if you, especially part of our gay community, if you are able to stand tall in who you are, if you're able to look in the mirror and love all parts of yourself, if you're able to walk with your head high out there in the streets and proudly say, I am a gay person, I am a queer person, and I love and support myself and others who are like me and maybe not even like me, but I want for us all to get to a place that is about equality. If you're that person, then you are an activist in your own way because you never know what person may see you and see how much you love and respect yourself and go, okay, I get it. Maybe my mind has been changed about the stereotype that I had against one person or one particular community. Indeed, could not say that better myself. And it would be a drag in a bad way if We're Here isn't renewed for a third season. Hope the powers that be are listening. In the meantime, you can catch the finale tonight at 9 on HBO. It's trivia time. In 2019, Shangela became the first drag queen to walk the red carpet at what award show in drag? The Golden Globes, the Oscars, or the Emmys? Stay tuned for the answer. Number two. Now let's head from Colorado to right next door in Utah for our number two pick, The Housewife and The Shaw Shocker. Hot on the heels of her arrest playing out on screen, this ABC News special dives into the bombshell allegations against the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw, who stands accused of helping run a telemarketing scheme that preyed on the elderly. As Shaw faces charges of wire fraud and money laundering, this special explores those charges, contrast with the wealthy, successful businesswoman seen on the reality series. And what happens next? Here's a preview. We've seen a lot of things on The Real Housewives, but we've never seen anyone be arrested. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reality show star facing serious allegations. Let's unpack this. The whole time she was filming the show, law enforcement was investigating her. I don't know if she knew that she was going to be arrested that day. But those braids, honey, those braids look good. Money, money, money. She's accused of an elaborate fraud scheme. A huge telemarketing fraud. Speaking with the victims was heart-wrenching. If I can talk to the people that scam me, I would say, would you do this to your mother? There is indeed a lot to unpack here. In addition to that victim of the telemarketing scheme, the special features interviews with friend of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Dana Wilkie, as well as Shaw's childhood friend, Sharice Newson, and her former designer, Coa Johnson, among others. 
You can see them dig into the scandal right now. The Housewife and the Shaw Shocker is currently streaming on Hulu. All right, folks, stick around. Today's number one pick is coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey, everyone, I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and, of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, on November 30th, 2004, Ken Jennings' historic run on Jeopardy came to an end when his 75th and final game was broadcast. Jennings lost to challenger Nancy Zerg after responding incorrectly to Final Jeopardy, drawing audible gasps from the studio audience. You have a $1 lead over Ken Jennings right now, and his final response was... FedEx, his wager was... 56.01. He winds up in second place with 87.99, and Nancy Zerg... Congratulations, you are indeed a giant killer. Ah, remember it like it was yesterday. Jennings took home more than two and a half million dollars after his 74 game winning streak, which remains the longest in Jeopardy history by a pretty significant margin. He returned to the show several times as a contestant in various tournaments, including the 2020 greatest of all time face-off with James Holzhauer and Brad Rutter, which Jennings won. Later that year, he joined the show as a producer before stepping in as the first guest host following the death of Alex Trebek in November 2020. Jennings recently returned to host again and is currently hosting Jeopardy through the end of the calendar year. And now let the games begin with our number one pick, That's My Jam. Jimmy Fallon is expanding his territory at NBC with this new game show featuring celebrity teams competing for charity in a series of music, dance, and trivia-based games and performances. Drawing inspiration from the popular games of Fallon's Tonight Show tenure, some of those contests will include Wheel of Impossible Karaoke, Slay It, Don't Spray It, and Mixtape Medley, featured in tonight's so-called sneak episode with The Voice's Season 21 coaches competing. Can you spell corporate synergy? Here is a clip from the Mixtape Medley showdown in tonight's episode with Kelly Clarkson and Ariana Grande singing dueling pop diva covers. Show me 
voices are absolutely ridiculous. But that aside, does Alanis Morissette count as a pop diva? Well, regardless, you can watch that game and many more play out on That's My Jam, tonight at 10 on NBC. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. In 2019, Shangela became the first drag queen to walk the red carpet at what awards show in drag? The Golden Globes, the Oscars, or the Emmys? Let's check the envelope for the answer. It's the Oscars. Shangela attended the 91st Academy Awards as part of the cast of A Star Is Born, becoming the first drag queen to walk the Oscars red carpet in drag. She told Out Magazine afterwards, quote, it was a moment I hope really inspires people to never give up on their dreams. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall.